history's being made right now with the launch of the WWE Universe. Welcome to Cheap Podcast, episode number 20. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. Uh, I am your host, Dave DeChamber, Rudden. Uh, I have two of uh, my regular guests with me. Uh, Hank Guerrero Gilbert. <laughs> uh, Brett Bautista Elston. Ah. Uh, and a very special guest uh, who was here to... Uh, Guess deliver some bad news. Oh my goodness! This podium, this chair is rising up <laughs> from out of the kitchen floor. Am I supposed to be talking over the music or waiting for the music? Uh, you're supposed to bang a gavel. Okay. And Can you uh, hear that bang? Yes. It's <laughs> great, fully. Uh, and do you have some bad news? I do have bad news. Uh, Europe is better than America. Oh man. You guys are going to watch so much of this wrestling network that you're going to forget to go to your jobs. Oh, it's too real. <laughs> and I am not sticking around for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh. Now, please lower the podium so I can get off. I need to go home. Uh, no, no, don't. No, don't. Leave it up there. We have to call the fire department. All right. I'll, yeah. They're going to get me out of the, like a tree, like a kid yeah. out of the tree. Yeah, they're going to just put treats on the ground. and then. <laughs> but I'll, I'll watch you guys' podcast from up here. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's uh, his claws are made for climbing up, not climbing down. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Bad News Barrett. He spells his name the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad news for him. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag BNB. <laughs> okay, so, yes, this is the Cheap Podcast, and we have just watched Elimination Chamber 2014. Uh, Four Bad News Barrett spots. I just, man. It was too much. And it, that was... And he never got attacked. It was the, yeah, that was the biggest cock tease of the evening, is that the, I guess it, maybe the, the podium didn't legit work. It, it literally broke. Yeah, yeah. I think it really but did break. like, if it's gonna be that low, then somebody should knock him off it because it's not that <laughs> high up. Yeah, they couldn't adapt. The writers yeah. were just like, "Shit, just <laughs> just have him make fun of Minneapolis and say, just make it part of his thing." Like, Minneapolis is the tech people suck so bad that I can't <laughs> even go up. But I've got more bad news for ya. I don't. Yeah, I didn't get that bit at all. Like, I, I didn't know who he. Like, I guess I didn't know he ever wrestled. Yeah. So I just didn't get like this. I feel bit. like it's been like eight, eight or nine months since he actually had a match. Yeah, it's been a while. So he hasn't been attacked yet. He hasn't had a match. What is he going to do at WrestleMania? Is he just going to mm-hmm. do more of these things? Will the, will the podium so. go higher? <laughs> will Hulk Hogan beat him up? Will yeah. Hulk Hogan clothesline him? I feel like they'll keep that stinkier, stinker nonsense away from WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's they'll treat it. It's too prestigious to be yeah. here with your with your jokes. I would like to see Shane McMahon knock him off the giant podium. Yeah, I found out Shane McMahon technically still owns like a ton of stock WCW. in WWE. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we all uh, saw that. <laughs> now he still owns stock in WWE, like actually more than his sister. But huh. he just isn't in a, uh, you know, the inheritor of it is Stephanie. Like, it seemed for a long time Shane was going to be the inheritor of the company, but Stephanie overtook him at some point. Also, 
One other Shane McMahon news I read was that he was almost built, uh, tricked out of $30 million by the son of the owner of Maxim Magazine. Oh, really? The owner of Maxim Magazine, apparently, like, he recently got a sentence for this scam. He tried to run on a bunch of rich people, like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to buy my dad's magazine. I just, you know, got, invest. Invest in Maxim. I'll buy <laughs> I just need $30 million. And Shane d- almost gave him the money, but uh, he was one of the people who did not fall for it in the end. As we usually do, let's go through the card and, and say what we have to say about the various matches. Uh, we caught the, I guess, half of the kickoff match, which yeah. was uh, Goldis and Cody Rhodes versus Ryb Axel. Curtis Axel's dad, Larry Granddad. Henning. Oh, Granddad, yes. Yeah. Larry the Axe. Yeah. Feels like something like WWE's like, hey, uh, we'll give your grandpa $1,000 if he just <laughs> stands at the side of the ring for a couple minutes. I mean, it could have just even been like, he's like, I'll show up for free. Yeah. I just, I live in Minneapolis. I'm sure there's a lot of old fans in Minneapolis <laughs> that would love to see old Larry come out. <laughs> so did he wrestle back in the 80s or something, 70s? Yeah. 70s, really. Yeah, because his, uh, yeah, quick, quick history. Of, yeah, Larry Axe Henning was one of the top dudes in the Minneapolis scene or in the, that territory, which was really owned by the AWA, which I believe the, like the gradation went like WWE, NWA, and then AWA, American Wrestling Alliance. It wasn't a member of the NWA either. And as, as they kept losing more and more talent, Larry, who was a bad guy, his son, Kurt Hennig, I've heard of him. Uh, was primed to be the new champ. I think he did win the world title. And then Vince, just to completely destroy the AWA, he then hired him to make him Mr. Perfect. I see. And so that's when he, Kurt became Mr. Perfect. Mm. He was a good friend of Wade Boggs. Uh, who he inducted, Wade Boggs inducted, <laughs> inducted Mr. Perfect into the Hall of Fame. Apropos of nothing, mm-hmm. on uh, Larry Henning's Wikipedia page, there's mm-hmm. a Domino's Pizza sign that says, <laughs> Domino's Pizza welcomes Larry the Axe Henning. <laughs> the, nowhere else on the page is, the do, is there a mention of Domino's Pizza. <laughs> there's just, that's is, important it, enough. Yeah, the Larry, seeing Larry does make me just sad just because it's like the father who outlived the son. Yeah. Like it's. And then on top of that, like it was bullshit. Then if they had Larry there, yeah, and is to, to establish Kurt uh, Curtis as a hometown boy, yeah, he had to take the pinfall. It couldn't be Ryback, who everybody hates. Yeah, like why did Curtis have to take the pinfall to Cody Rhodes of all people, another third generation guy? I thought that they were going to go for a Cody versus Goldust WrestleMania match, which would be cool. That like if, yeah. if it's going to be Goldust, probably his last WrestleMania match. Yeah, but if it brother, was going to happen... They would have started uh, the dissension here. Yeah. I guess they could st- still do it on Raw, but they would have... Na- for storyline purposes, they then should have lost this match, and then on Man. Raw, Cody would just go like, Goldust, you've been letting me down. Yeah. You are just a weirdo. But now it's said they're doing that with the primetime players. So like, you yeah. let me yes. down, so now we're feuding. We'll get to that. Yeah, I yeah. think there's like four, like three or four tag teams that could just split at any moment, mm-hmm. and you've got to... like. But they meter them out. So. Yeah, but they have such a good tag team ranks. Like it sucks oh, yeah, to lose. Yeah. It sucks to lose a good tag team like the primetime players, and then also the uh, Shield is the clock's ticking on mm-hmm. them. Yep. All right, but it was an okay opener. Yeah. So moving on to the next match was Big E, no Langston, defeating Jack Swagger. Yeah, that was a good match. Yeah. You know, Big E's been wrestling pretty much the same match, <laughs> and again. Like in his match against Dean Ambrose, he made he made the guy bleed. Like mm. he busted something in in 
Swagger's jaw. I think Brett missed this one because he was getting pizza. No, I saw this one. Yeah, I was just I was commenting on how it's crazy how how just like energetic and athletic both of them are, especially Biggie. Yeah, when he's like leaping over and mm-hmm. like just all this cre- and like going full steam for a long time mm-hmm. compared to matches that we've watched over and over again with people like Cena and Orton who seem to and especially yeah. Batista. Who just like run out like and are constantly like oh give me a rest hold let me <laughs> give me five minutes you know give me ten seconds yeah. like there's so much of that or it's like if, Biggie just doesn't stop it's yeah all you, all cylinders all the time even if they could go fast they choose not to yeah they like, choose nah, not to slow it down headlock let's but just then sit in like I, the you know word kind of got around that that uh, Cena Cesaro match from SmackDown yeah or, no. or was it Raw. It was a raw match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a good. That, there was also a great Brian Cesaro match on SmackDown. But that showed, like, yeah, see, Cena can actually do an energetic, interesting match. There was plenty of downtime in it, but it's like overall, like, it definitely ended well, and it was like, wow, Cena actually doing his job. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but yeah, it was, it was, a, a, it was a decent, it was a match. nice, quick one to get again, just establish Biggie as a very dominant guy. It'll be interesting to see who eventually takes the title from him. He's he's had a nice long reign, and also that like I think he's. The icy belt was so nothing for yeah. almost all of 2013. Like it was just traded behind perennial losers, Miz, Axel, and Wade Barrett, until and 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 one on a on the li- on the free live show, yeah. Too. So it was just good to see. Also, I'm curious if they're going to do a unification U.S. and IC match. Ambrose. It would be a weird thing for him to do at WrestleMania, so maybe he would lose it before WrestleMania, and then whoever yeah, loses it too. Roman Reigns could cost him it or something, and. So the IC belt you said has still has the most history now? Uh, not really yeah. because it did get there was uh there was about a 6 month period where it got combined with the world heavyweight title. Yeah. Mm. And then I loved it when they took it away it it got uncombined because Stone Cold Steve Austin came back as general manager of Raw. And then he just said, I always like the IC title. I didn't think it should be combined with it. So I'm uncombining it. And there's a tournament <laughs> for the IC title right now. It was a, it was a funny thing of just him saying, like, yeah. I rejected this storyline. <laughs> and uh, But since then, it had been treated like kind of a joke belt for a while. Yeah. But then there was a great... I've I feel like I've said this eight times on this podcast before. But when Cody Rhodes was a bad guy and he won the IC title... He made a point of changing it to the classic design, which it still is now, and him saying like, "This is the real IC belt. This mm-hmm. isn't. This is the IC belt of the Ultimate Warrior, of Mister Perfect, of Rick Rude, of Shawn Michaels. This is not the IC belt of China." Yeah, right. <laughs> it it so he was trying to build it up some, and then it kind of got broken down some. But now Big E has really has really established it as a, mm. good, as, a as a worthy belt, especially now that it is the second most important yeah. belt in the company. And if they do unify it, they'll keep the IC, IC because that's what WWE made. I, I think, it, was it you, Brett? I can't remember who like made fun of the person in the audience who had an IC belt. Uh, I, I noticed it, but I, I'm not the one who mentioned it. If I remember his own one. Because yeah. Yeah, it's the only belt with history. That's yeah. like the, like, because everything else. It, it looks the same. If you watched WWE in the 80s, that's the mm. only thing, that, that's the only belt that's still familiar. Mm. And that's what I like about it. Yeah, the, I get that the, they change up the WWE title to reflect a different era. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. If you were to spend $150 on a belt, yeah. which one, which replica belt would you get? <laughs> well, of, of all time? Yeah, I think mine actually would be the IC title, which says something about me as a, yeah. that I feel like I am unworthy of the world championship. <laughs> 
Though maybe the Eagle Belt, I do love the Eagle Belt. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to say I see, but with with the puke green uh leather strap that Ultimate Warrior had. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Spinner Belt. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's uh, hip hop gamer already has yeah. that. You can't. Oh yeah, and I, and if I had it, I would wear it to. You got to challenge him for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah you'd yeah. have to wear it to a precedent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on to uh, a much better looking belt, the WWE Tag Team Championship. <laughs> I love those uh, gladiator helmets. On. Yeah, I've heard them referred to as the uh, Rusty Penny Belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so that's a good way to put it. Yeah, the New Age Outlaws against the Usos, and the New Age Outlaws won and. I don't know. I, I the Usos have been a tag team for like three years, and they can only ever tag team. Like yes. if they break up, first of all, that match is just going to be like, uh, what's going on? Who's? Yeah. I, I never bothered to figure out which one was. Yeah, which. I don't know their names anyway. You can't yeah. break up a tw- twin tag team unless they get like very different haircuts. Yeah, or one of them <laughs> will start. They'll, he'll go like Shawn Michaels and just start wearing a leather jacket and be like, mm-hmm. "That's right, I'm the bad one." <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Uso. Yeah, I think the thing that depresses me most about this match is that there's a very good chance that the New Age Outlaws get like a spot on the WrestleMania They card. definitely do now, yeah. The tag belt never... I think it is a sign of the improvement of the tag team group because I think the tag belts could actually... Changing the tag belts at WrestleMania could matter for a change. I feel like it hasn't even happened. Yeah, that is yeah. a chance for them to give it to a new group of people, and that, yeah. that is a good place for them to hand it off. I'd like, rather see the Usos triumphant at Mania than in Elimination Chamber. I can't, would they do a rematch, though, for Mania? Like, it seems like it, yeah. I mean, Which is weird, because it wasn't... It could be a gimmick rematch, at least. It, but, was as, it was as clean a victory as heels will get. Like, yeah. it was the Usos did something stupid, and one of them got rolled up. Like, yeah, the camera should have at least to show that like Billy had a handful of tights or something. Yeah, I just assume he did. That's he the... is an ass man. <laughs> yes, true. Uh, if only uh, oh, Billy Chuck. If only Chuck Palumbo could come <laughs> back and back him up. No, but uh, what other what other weird what other tag team could could go at them for a belt at what? Mania? And it just seems weird to yeah. rematch two pay per views in a row. Like well, at that, WrestleMania yeah. thirty of all WrestleManias, yeah. it seems kind of weird. If they're not going to break up the Rhodes brothers, they could. Take them back. But they but just lost seems, it from yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I think it could what, be a triple threat yeah. with the Rhodes brothers and the Usos. They could also That'd do be pretty cool. I, like at WrestleMania, WWE is a big fan of. Let's put like instead of two people or four people, let's put ten people in this match. Yeah. So they could do. They can uh, all get a payday. Yeah, the, like the championship scramble where it's like two teams start out. It's basically like the elimination chamber, but there's no chamber. Mm-hmm. They just come to the ring. And they the could elimination put, vestibule? Pretty much. They can just make up a tag team for Miz and just be like, come on, Miz. Just yeah, me. here you go. Thank you Fuck for being you, on the pre-shows. We hate you. Yeah. Well, I, I do think that is a big change for the tag team championships, though, because we went to Mania 25, mm. and the, the yeah. unaired pre-match was the tag team unification match, which should have been a big-ass deal. Yeah. They had they had, had separate SmackDown and Raw tag team champions for about five years, if three years, yeah. And, and then they were finally unifying them, and it was in an untelevised match. Like it was just such bullshit. And then it was just who won it? Uh, the Primo? Nope. Uh, nope. Uh, uh, what's his face? Apple, the, Apple guy. Apple yeah. guy. Uh, Steve Jobs. No, uh, Carlito. <laughs> Carlito, and, yeah. and the even less memorable yeah. friend of Carlito's. He's That's not, cool. Crunch, yeah. crunch, crunch. I'm a Carlito. Speaking of tag teams, the next match was Titus O'Neil against Darren Young. I am and shocked that was on pay-per-view. Yeah. 
it like that match just died a death. Like it was people, a SmackDown match. It was uh, like yeah, these people are barely on TV, mm-hmm. and they just broke up over the last two or three weeks. And uh, yeah, we'll just put them on pay per view <laughs> where people don't really. You know, yeah, I don't know. Somehow I was actually into it. Like I, I don't know. It had a storyline. There was at least a, there was a story, and there was at least something to it. Whereas like, and also I genuinely didn't know who would win. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, jumping ahead slightly, yeah. but the Batista match in this was like this was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. This was at least something like I don't know which way this is going to go. Nah, it felt like a foregone conclusion to me, just because like they are clearly interested in Titus. Like the uh, the feeling I got from this breakup is just oh yeah, Titus is it's a big about huge time guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, meanwhile, Darren, he has been the guy taking the pinfall in most of their tag matches. Mm. So he was always the weaker one. and it. But is, it was at least like, yeah, I've never seen these guys wrestle each <laughs> yeah, other. Like, yeah. this is a new thing. So I was, was, I was fine I, yeah. I was fine with this match being in the pay-per-view only because yeah. the Divas match was awful. So. Well, they didn't have a bad match. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't a bad match. Uh, though, I mean, Titus went over clean. Like, he just demolished yeah. Yeah, Darren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is a problem for... One problem that for for Darren since he came out is that it is, it's tough to do anything with him, I think, mm. because they can't... They can't trade on it because that'd be... Uh, like, they're... That, in a PG era, they can't do that. And they, they, they don't want to... They don't want to put any negative connotations with his gayness. Yeah. But... They keep having to make him lose all the time, and so you're like, so you're saying the gay guy isn't as good as everybody <laughs> else? What is the message here? And there isn't a message. I don't. I, I don't think there's an intended message, but you read into it. Yeah, you know, yeah. you read into these things. So it seems just like a lose lose thing. And now I feel like Darren is just going to get shoved on the main event or superstars, which we'll be able to watch whenever we feel like it on the WWE Network. <laughs> so what is? I didn't hear about main event until like last week. Is that a third show? Fourth show? It was a Saturday morning show. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's Ion. That's the network that it's on. I oh, know. okay. Yeah, but never uh, heard of. Yeah. It's Ken Brockman's network. So yeah, it's an hour long Saturday morning show. So it's like WCW Saturday Night or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Or uh, well, Superstars. That was the weekend show in the eighties. Yeah. Well, they're they're both still around. Superstars does still exist. Also, Superstars is the very bottom tier show, and then right above that is main event. Wow. There's a there's four shows. Well, then NXT. NXT. So there's five. NXT is the minors. Superstar, you move up from there. Superstars for main event. Main event SmackDown. SmackDown to Raw. God damn it. That's so much. There's there's gonna be a new show every night on the. It's so much fucking wrestling. It is crazy. That's. Actually, the one big thing that like that people are harping upon with the network is that on Thursday, that's mm-hmm. when they're putting all of their sh- like big, not their all their big shows, but like uh, the, that Legends House show, and I think like main event and like one other show. But they've timed it so that it's up against Impact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. That's well, funny. I get it. Like, go, yeah. might yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, screw Impact. Yeah. I mean, they're it's a yeah. very calculated effort. Look, at the end of the day. I really want Sting to wrestle Undertaker. If not this year, I'm fine with him wrestling next year. Also, because we'll be there. But, I have, but yeah. I, I do hope that this, you know, <laughs> is like a slow build. Like Sting could come out at Mania, yeah. just to say he's there, and then they just do this slow burn yeah. of like him getting in shape. Both yeah. him and Taker can go out on a good match, and then maybe both of them just retire. They could him. even yeah. do it. Yeah, they could even do it of uh, the kind of like they did with Rock and Cena. A year-long yeah. build-up at the at the Raw yeah. after Mania. Go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sting is back. Undertaker's here. 
Let's yeah. both let's have our retirement match together next year next at WrestleMania. Year, yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's totally worthwhile. And I think that's also super credible because that's something I could actually believe Taker might lose the streak to. Yeah. At least in the in a in a story mode, because it's like if the one person to beat it is the longest, most prominent holdout. Yeah. Like that's fine. Like that I would actually buy that. And Stinking needs to come back at that next year too, because the Hall of Fame doesn't have many California people to put in. Oh yeah, but Sting that. is California oh. big time. Like he's the Huntington. I think Huntington Beach is usually where they call him out. Huh. From. Interesting. Though I, this, I'm not just thinking of this. This is I read this online. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine's not, a mixture of reading things online and also yeah. like I, I personally was like, you know what? That's actually something you could pose a credible threat to his streak. Is like. There's no one in WWE now that's like, why would you give it to them? And yeah. I don't like the idea of using it to elevate some young person mm-hmm. because what if they just fizzle in a year and then yeah. it's like, what was that? What was it for? But then it's also not worth having like fucking Hogan come back and win. Like that's not yeah. worth doing it. Yeah. I still think, yeah, I, I just think Taker should retire. With, I do too. But I, I'd also be fine with that. But mm-hmm. I do think him and Sting should fucking fight. Do you see that yeah. new Taker photo out there? Yeah, he's it's totally white. His he, like his, beard. His goatee is white. He looks a lot like Mike from Breaking Bad. No, <laughs> but taller. But taller. No. Uh. So here's, I didn't know this whole like Brock Lesnar Taker UFC back yeah. and forth. I didn't like. He didn't seem in character when he was being interviewed because I watched oh, no. the YouTube clip. Well, how like, is he going to go to? How is the guy who is the Undertaker going to go to a USC fight and be like, "Rest uh, in peace." But like, I lost my urn. But like, isn't that like, isn't that the whole thing just out the window? Like at that point, nah. no, he's, he's broken character. Yeah, and he's bare. Like it's well, not like the, the eight, like the yeah. like the early nineties where he was just like. I need the urn to wrestle because it gives yeah. me power. He broke it hard in the early 2000s yeah. with the American Badass character. Sure, but that's at least within a storyline is like he's changing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's fine. He's also just a well-known MMA fan. Yeah. That's oh, also CM Punk sighting. CM Punk was at UFC 170 yeah. sitting next to Dana White. with Stone Cold was there too. Yeah, I, w- I, was, I watched that and I... I, I, I I vaguely thought I saw CM Punk. He was not he like was in, uh, he was incognito. Yeah, he was guy incognito. Stone Cold. You saw him all the time because he was right behind where the guy who like checks, make sure like the nails are good, yeah. and like puts the whatever Vaseline on their face that and older like African-American checks their teeth. Guy, yeah. Right? yeah, like literally, like the last thing you have to do before you get in the ring is like get like a pat down by this guy, I was... and then. Stone Cold's right behind him <laughs> the entire pay-per-view. He's like having wine with his wife, and it's like, this is not what I want to see from Stone Cold. <laughs> when Stone are you going to crack that wine glass against your head or what? <laughs> when those guys are at UFC, they're, they're big MMA fans, but I always wonder if it's slightly an F you to Vince, because Vince definitely does not like the UFC, and he sees them yeah. as competition. They're the only competition he has left, really. Mm-hmm. Anyway, It's just uh, such different worlds, though. It really is. One's fake, one isn't. Well, I mean, even the audience. Like, I know a yeah. lot of people back home who are big into UFC and are like, I haven't watched wrestling since I was a kid. They yeah. They're not like boo wrestling. They're just like, I, I don't watch yeah. it. Well, I think Dana White's even said it's like, you you watch WWE, then you grow up and you watch UFC. But like, I like the theatrics <laughs> and I like yeah. the, the silliness. But the guys who just want to see dudes fight each other, they grow yeah, up not, that. Yeah, not as much. That's the that. thing. In UFC, you just don't have... When when a match is great, it's great. But since it's not scripted, yeah. it can be boring and shitty, and you just don't know. Like, yeah. Also, I don't like the idea of like someone like actually breaking their leg, having a career-ending <laughs> injury by 
because someone else did it to them. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't want to watch (laughs) that. Hey, that that guy was only doing a reflexive block. Like, that's how you block a kick. Like, you block it with your shin like that. I just mean in general, the idea of like okay. someone being beat to nearly to death yeah. until he can't <laughs> physically resist anymore. It's well, like, uh, that, that weirds it's me better out. than boxing, honestly. Like, yeah, I at least I think so. Like, is a, a good <clears throat> MMA ref, like the second the guy gets knocked down and he can tell he's out, he's like, all right, stop, stop right yeah. now. Because yeah. the the fighters are trained to to think like, I knocked him down, but if the ref doesn't stop it, then I haven't won. So I have to lunge on top of him and keep punching him because there are guys who have fallen down to a punch but are not out and they fight from their back. And so if you hold back, you're not going to win. Like you're mm-hmm. in danger of losing. Mm-hmm. So the the ref has to get in between them. While meanwhile, in boxing, they're like, oh, this guy went down. All right, standing eight. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can get punched in the face some more. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dudes beating the crap out of each other, next match was the Wyatt family versus the Shield, oh. and that's ar- unarguably the best match oh, of the yeah. night. Like, match of the year so far, yeah. I'd say. And I think like there were really high expectations going into this mm-hmm. match, and, yeah. and the fact that they were able to exceed them is amazing. It had a slope, yeah. Yeah, no, just like yeah, the when they heard like like all the different chanting, every yeah. everyone was into everything that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the chance for Wyatt's chance for Shield. You got a table broken. Fucking Ambrose going Berserker Barrage mode, yeah. just jumping on him with his like the straddling uh, Bray Wyatt or who I don't remember which one he got, but he just like jumped with like his legs in the air and yeah. like bah, 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 yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, and so Rollins great. had that awesome uh, yeah, like little, combination like yeah. dove out of the ring, dove back into the ring. He did all that crazy and then, shit. Yeah, yeah, and then Ambrose and the other dude just disappear into the crowd. And yeah. like, uh, we <laughs> yeah. don't know what happened to him. It was such a great like slow build too yeah. and. Yeah, I didn't think it could fulfill the promise because just like of having the two most dominant trio like factions against each other. It was great. In a match. Mm-hmm. And they've been building to it for like four months or something yeah. too. And yeah, to see, you know, Roman like the last one standing, he looks so dominant, but he also can't <clears throat> beat Bray and that Bray took him down. And it also just makes me sad though that based on the end of the pay-per-view that this might be the only... Maybe they'll have a rematch like on Raw or something, but this could be the only match these two teams yeah. ever have because the Shield yeah. it seems like it's going to break up soon. Yeah. But I've Which, also... yeah, no. I, I've heard people call... Uh, say, like, these two teams together, they're the future of WWE. Yeah. These will be the guys who you see in WrestleMania main events for the next five years or something, like, mm-hmm. or five years from now. Like, and, and it definitely... When you saw how good this match is... Yeah. And just how well they all matched up, even Rowan and Gallows, like who are really like the extras in this feud, yeah. they they did good. They didn't do good as good as Ambrose Rollins, Roman or yeah. or Bray. And Bray was awesome too. Like Bray has really grown on me as a wrestler. I hadn't seen him wrestle all that much for a while. So after his match with Daniel Bryan and this one, yeah. like. I love seeing him wrestle. I can't. I, I think he can actually have a great match with Cena at Mania, which seems to be what's getting set up. So. Yeah. Yeah, there was a really neat spot a few weeks ago. Like, uh, I, it was Rey Mysterio, and I forgot exactly how it was set up, but it was like, it was basically Mysterio, like, running off the ropes to, like, get somebody else in the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. But Bray, like, snuck in. And like basically did a running version of his. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I heard that. Yeah, that he. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah it looked great. But yeah, the match was amazing. Worth 
Definitely worth watching the pay per view for mm-hmm. alone. Like after the WWE Network goes live, you can pay your nine dollars yeah. and uh, your ten bucks and watch the whole pay. And seriously, just skip to that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of the whole night. That was definitely obviously the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Uh, so after that was the Divas Championship match. AJ Lee unannounced versus ahead of time. Yeah. I yeah. love like because we joked. Wow. After that, how. <laughs> How Batista and the Chamber were the only matches left, and we're like, how can Batista follow this? And that's yeah. boom. They they realized shit. We need the women to come out here. Yeah, have a divas match, cleanse the palate, and reset the audience. And I mean, so, yeah. but Batista was going to get that same reaction regardless. Which was, uh, do you prefer apathy or hatred? And yes. they went with hatred. But they could have just put Batista in there, and it's like, okay, this is the cool down match before the main event. Mm-hmm. But. But it maybe also is because Batista they couldn't go for more than ten minutes. But uh, but yeah, the Divas match was okay. I love AJ. Anytime yeah. AJ shows up, that's cool. I want to. It's just I've never seen them wrestle well. Like I've still not seen a great. I feel like maybe one somewhere in the pay per views we watched yeah. there was one in there that mm-hmm. was like, damn, that was actually the one after the total shit one where like seven people. Oh, it was her all... and Natalia. Her and Natalia. Yeah, 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 maybe, yeah that one was fine. But because they're the only like real wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I want. I'm fucking irritating <laughs> yeah. that they can't like mm. like just have a good match. God damn it! Like it shouldn't. It shouldn't be a joke, and it shouldn't be a, everybody go get a new drink. Yeah, <laughs> but it is, and it's totally valid complaint because it's like these are bad matches. Yeah, it didn't help that Cameron is not one of like the better. Divas. No, like, the one that she that AJ is supposed to be fighting is her the other Funkadactyl. Which I guess this is set up for. Yeah, I've heard. I heard WWE even like ruined this already, but ruined the end because they've said one member of the Divas cast is gonna. In some total Divas ad, they said, and one of the total Divas is gonna win the belt. Oh, jeez! So That's, AJ's losing. Yeah. I guess at Mania, they're just doing it. I feel like they're just doing it to have a storyline on the show. Total Divas. Yeah. Like, oh, that's bad. So yeah, one of the total divas is going to win the belt, which I'm glad AJ doesn't do it. Also, like AJ couldn't do it because the boyfriends <laughs> are involved in the show, yeah. and CM Punk would never be on that fucking show. Like Daniel Bryan seems to be cool with it. <laughs> and when I've heard, I actually had a guy come up to me uh, at work, uh, and he was like, "Oh, hey, you're a wrestling fan, right, Henry?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like. My wife loves that Total Divas shit. I gotta watch it all the time. So she's still, and he says that like she's a huge fan of Daniel Bryan now because he comes off as like the most like sensitive and and normal dude on the show. Uh, So relating to the D's match, uh, I mentioned that Cameron was on Tough Enough, and this is the only time she'll probably ever fight without her tag team partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was her being asked on Tough Enough what her favorite match of all time is. Your favorite match. My favorite match was with Melina and Alicia Fox. Who? Melina and Alicia Fox. Out of all the matches in the history of this business, that was your favorite? Like I said, this is something that I've just, that I'm new to. Any other favorite matches that I should know about? Sorry, I can't name any. It would have been great uh, if like his her response was uh, uh Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair at the uh, Rosemont Horizon. It was not a live show. It was <laughs> it was a strictly house show, but uh, I really enjoyed it. That is just so yeah. lame. I got to say like like Stone Cold is trying to ferret out people who just want to be on TV and not yeah. be a wrestler. And that's the whole point of that shit. And like the chief 
She couldn't even name just just yeah. say just say Lita versus uh, versus uh, Trish Stratus. Trish, yeah, yeah, Lita versus Stratus. Just say that Lita yeah. versus Trish any night on that. Just say Lita versus Trish on that one Raw. <laughs> that you can't even name any other female wrestlers than Melina and Alicia yeah. Fox. Like they're the worst, even <laughs> of like they're they're not the worst, but they're they're not even the best of their era. Yeah. Like, so she was the first eliminated in that season, but she's also the only one from that season who actually wrestles for the WWE. <laughs> like, the winner didn't even last. Yeah, moving on to the main event, the Elimination Chamber match. Oh, wait, wait, we didn't talk wait. about Bautista. Oh, right. I think I blocked that out of my mind. Yeah, it was, Yes, Bautista it was, versus Alberto Del Rio. It was awful, and I, <sighs> I completely missed Bautista the first time he was around. I've never mm. seen him wrestle, and yeah. I think tonight... Well, we saw him in the Rumble, but like he was pretty late into the... Yeah, he yeah. was like 27. Yeah, yeah, so who cares? So this is the first match I've actually seen him wrestle in, and it was mm. terrible. Yeah. Like, he didn't yeah. do much of anything and then did about two moves to Rio, and then it was like, I pinned you. Yeah. And, like, he wow. wasn't in wrestling shape. Like that was he, eight minutes, and he was still pretty... He was tired, and mm. it's just... Uh, and also, like, he got beat up. He got blindsided at the start, too, meaning he had didn't even have to do that much offense. Yeah. yeah. And he was looking smaller than I'm used to seeing him, too. Like, he seems like wellness policy is shrinking yeah. Batista when he comes to town. Just the idea of him and Orton in the main, as the main event of WrestleMania. I feel so weird to be anti-Batista today, because... I was so pro every person involved in the Guardians of the Galaxy film after seeing the new trailer, the yeah. first trailer. And I still think he'll do, like, he'll be good as the heavy, who yeah. the mostly quiet heavy in the movie or whatever. Especially under James Gunn direction, I think he can get a good performance out of him. Yeah. Wait, is it, how's the tree not the heavy? Well, I guess, okay, fine. The tree's the heavy, but, well, Drax is pretty heavy, too. Oh. Hmm. Well, Drax is more like this, like, ruthless, bloodthirsty, yeah. like, whatever. I, Whereas Groot is kind of like, he definitely is there for the benefit of the team, but he's... <laughs> but yeah, he's he. You don't you don't see him as like this merciless killer kind of guy. Yeah, though I guess I'm still thinking of Drax as like, Drax used to be as strong as the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, we have a an entrant in this elimination yeah, chamber. Yeah, thanks for somebody stealing yeah. Chris Bautista or whatever I could have used to introduce myself. <laughs> I didn't mean to butt in, I just... Well, yeah. this is a good news, Antista. Hi. Yeah, that's right. The, <laughs> the ass is back. <laughs> Male booty. <laughs> yeah, just uh, and nobody. Alberto Del Rio just sucks. Like he wasn't gonna win. Nobody knew. Nobody yeah. thought. Oh, are you talking about win. Batista? Mm. Yeah. yeah are we? Match. Are you and I in the corner feeling bad for the guy? I was a little feeling bad only because it's like it's true that like. Him getting booed so much is because like it, it's too it's so meta of mm-hmm. like we know why you're here and we know yes. you're gonna win win, win what we yeah. want is Daniel Bryan or Punk and they're not gonna because blah 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 it's like yes. this isn't his fault yes you're emblematic of what's wrong but you are not the problem yeah but WWE was smart enough a decade ago when mm-hmm. The Rock did the same thing mm-hmm. and he came back from filming his movies he they just made him a heel like it they knew like yeah. they knew that people knew like okay he's just coming back cuz he's promoting a movie Hollywood Rock Hogan he was yeah. booed yeah he came back he wrestled Brock at yeah. that SummerSlam you were at and yep. and everybody booed him in New York and yep. in New York are smart fans wow. like they're the ones who boo they they were like the proto I feel like every crowd now yeah. is like that New York crowd mm-hmm. but yeah they booed the shit out of Rock and but they played Rock as a good guy that night because they stuck the script that night. But when Brock, but Rock took a break after he lost to Brock, 
Yeah. And when Rock came back, he was Hollywood Rock, and it was so great because he he was in super fancy clothes and on these sunglasses, and he was just and when he first came back, he said he would do his cat his catchphrases, but then he would just stop in the middle. He's like, yeah, you know how the rest of it goes. <laughs> and then when he came back to Toronto. Which I didn't realize, like, he was born in Toronto, or he has, like, a Canadian background. Mm. Like, well, he's in the CFL. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so when he's in Toronto, like, they're they're cheering for him. And he's like, at last, the Rockets come back to Toronto. Woo, yay. Oh, boy, you're all happy. I s- he said <laughs> Toronto. It was, uh, it was so awesome. great. Right. But instead, yeah, they're trying to make you... Rudy Poe Canucks. <laughs> they're like just so... I don't even get what the angle is with Batista. Like He's not well, a heel. He's not a face. No, he, he's just nothing. He he's... should be... Well, in in the storyline world, it's in a vacuum of the audience reaction. Away from, discounting right. whatever the audience is reacting to, Batista is the returning mega uh, Superman uh-huh. who is should be unstoppable... And now this is a shoot back to the top, like he's he's this Goliath that's back, and everybody should love him because he, mm-hmm. everybody loved him before, and so now they should be so excited <laughs> that he's back. And but was he ever that big? He was pretty yeah. big. He not, was, I don't. I'm, not even that everybody should love him, but I still think the man doesn't deserve to get booed like that. Yeah. Well, it's what he represents. They're yeah, really booing Triple H when they boo yeah. him. They're booing Triple H go. and Vince. For deciding to bring back Batista and rocket him to the top immediately. When it should, it is Brian's year. Like, everybody is chanting for him. They make it clear what they want. And no matter how clear they make it, they're like, well, we hear what you're saying, but we'd rather pay Batista a lot of money to come back and then win the Royal Rumble and then be in the main event at WrestleMania. You guys, you guys (laughs) just deal with that. And that's bullshit. Like, and then, and that Batista can't take being booed either. Like you can tell it's pissing him off. That also made me feel terrible too. (laughs) That he, that Orton seems to have a way of dealing. I love his pose. No, Orton hates it too. But I love his pose. His, (laughs) that's great. That's fighting back. And like, Batista had no fighting back. He's just, is that what you want? That's what I kept hearing in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Once, once, once. I came once. back. The, the pyro went off. You guys cheered for me. Though he was a great whiny bad guy when yeah. he left, too. That was him at his best. Yeah. But yeah, the like the order of things went back then that it was like, like Batista became the top guy because Brock was the top guy, but then he left. And then Benoit was the top mm. guy, and they started to transition him out, and they thought... What happened to him? <laughs> Uh, you know, he became United States champion after yeah. that. But, yeah. uh, but and then, his home planet needed him. And his kid and his wife. And then it seemed like it was going to be like either Orton or it was going to be Orton first as the top guy. And they tried, but it didn't work. And then then Batista, Batista and Cena became big at the time. Mm. They They rose up. But Batista was one and Cena was two. And then at a certain point, I think it was because Batista was just so injury prone. Yeah. That Cena overtook him because Cena doesn't get hurt. Like that's kind of his thing. It's very rarely. So then Cena became number one, and that's basically been the last decade. Mm-hmm. Cena number one, and somebody else is second to him. Well, speaking of Cena, uh, the main event was the Elimination Chamber match: Orton versus Cena versus Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, and Christian. It's really good though. That's it was cool. a yeah. great match. The one downside to it, like unlike. The Y family versus the Shield, where it's like I understand why there's only two people fighting at a time because there's only two people allowed in the ring at, at a time. Mm-hmm. 
in an elimination chamber match, I don't know if the WWE just doesn't trust people to be able to focus on two different fights <laughs> happening at the same time because it almost never happened. Yeah. So there people were a lot just of, take a powder. Yeah, which is like, uh, I mean, I know it's a big steel cage and people are getting thrown into like plexiglass and <laughs> plexiglass really plexiglass on top of a cage, which apparently makes it hurt more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there are too many instances where it's like, why are they down? I can't even remember what they did that made yeah. them get hurt. Just like, like, there's like four people laying down. And, there were yeah. also sometimes people's moves got interrupted. I was like, you want this person to be hurt. Attack him after he finishes yeah. his finisher mm-hmm. on this guy. Let's work for you, buddy. Yeah, it's an elimination match. It is not a first to pin wins. Yeah. Like it's, it's not championship scramble, which they don't do anymore. Yeah, oh, that's my favorite Denny's meal. <laughs> <laughs> but I predicted she- uh, Christian would be the first eliminated. He was not. It was Sheamus. Yeah. Who the hell called him George Jetson? And that just kept uh, making it's, me laugh. Uh, a writer named Brandon Stroud who does a column called "The Best and Worst of Raw." Oh, it's a it's a it's a good column. It takes the piss out of the wrestlers. I don't and know they, why like, that was so apt, and that worked for me so much. But I could yeah. every time he threw a move, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> it just brings me down that he's. I love Christian. Yeah. You guys don't even care about him, but Christian. <laughs> but it was yeah, Christian like he, great. It, that's another wrestler. It's where it's like his the natural response is apathy, yeah. and it's so sad. <laughs> like they had a they had a poll on WWE.com that was like, who is the most dangerous man in the elimination chamber? And it's like thirty percent Cena, twenty percent Daniel Bryan, fifteen percent uh, Sheamus and Orton and uh, Cesaro, two percent Christian. Wow, and, there's and, a 2% margin of error. No, it's, it's sad. It, he also I, gets injured a lot, too. So yeah, he's like, been injured a lot. He is too old now, but he's he's a good utility player. Yeah. In <laughs> matches like these or Money in the Bank, Like he can do cool stuff for the I, limited yeah, time. Yeah, I've seen him wrestle a few times this year, and it, it, they were all fine. Like He didn't <laughs> seem like he was dragging his feet. So, But he was also the like he was the lesser guy. When him and Edge broke up, like... <laughs> Yeah. And he was the lesser of the two. And his the only time he got to be a champ in WWE was just because of like Edge pity or Edge yeah. runoff. Like well, Edge. Edge had like literally retired like a week or two before the pay-per-view and they're like, "Who do we put in instead?" Oh, Christian. It'll be a feel-good story. Yeah. And then it was What great. was their tag team? Edge and Christian. Yeah. They didn't have a name. They used um, to be in The Brood. They were part yeah. of the brood. They, they were. It was With a group Gang of vampires. Yeah. The X Men villains? No. no. They were vampires. Fruzable. Yeah, they were the vampire team. Uh, and then they became Edge and Christian, who were a really funny bad yeah. guy team where they would do like the three second pose where they'd be like, hey, we're not going to come through the audience anymore. We're going to do the three second pose. So when we pose, you can take all your pictures. All right, and go! And they just <laughs> strike a pose. They were awesome. And they said they were awesome all yeah. the time, too. And then they broke up. Edge became a good guy, Christian became a bad guy, and one went way higher than the other. But then when Christian was champ anyway, he was the whiny champ who couldn't ever win a real match. But him and Randy Orton, for example, had a great match at that SummerSlam that we saw live. I didn't see that one. You weren't at that mm. one? Uh, Yeah, I thought Christian had the best spot of the match, which was his jump off of Mm -hmm. the the pod. That Uh, was great. uh, Yeah, there were... I I hope he didn't concuss himself. Yeah, he probably did. Um, <laughs> a lot of people busting through the plexiglass doors. Which, a lot. Yeah, I did like that. I, my favorite part was the framing of the shot before was, Sheamus did yeah. it. Yeah, <sighs> you could see all this Irish terror in his face. Yeah. Yeah. They were getting so much acting out of it. It oh, was, yeah. and and I like the I like the character moment of Randy Orton going like, 
Oh shit, I'm surrounded. You know what? Back in my pod. Dude, yeah. that was really funny. To, it was a funny, it was a good comedy moment. I like that. Yeah. that Randy comment, Orton, but I'm saying uh, it, funny isn't the right word. It was just, that was just good drama. Yeah. yeah. It was a good character. The shithead everyone hates is being teamed up against and acts like a coward. Yeah. <laughs> Total was awesome. Cow. Hides in a glass case. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then the acting on Seamus. Like, it was a good shot. I'm sure it'll yeah. be one they replay a lot in, in video packages. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. besides the whole, like, the wrestlers taking a powder, which is, like, endemic to Elimination Chamber matches, I think the end was way too, like, WCW Circuit 2000. Like, let's have <laughs> yes. eight people interfere in this match. That really was, yeah. So much That was very WCW of like, what's the point of the cage if people break in? Well, they have mm-hmm. magic powers. They didn't break in. They sure. teleported in. Fair enough. <laughs> but then, yeah. but then, but once the seal is broken, now Kane comes in and now yeah. he starts messing with shit. And it's like, yeah. And then he what? broke our stream. Yeah. You can't have the, yeah. You God. can't have the Wyatts and Kane, like one or the other. It was a lot. It's, it's just like thing. where, it's like if. If there weren't already six people in this damn match, I yeah. would expect someone like Sheamus to run out and be like, "Me too, guys. I'm gonna stop Kane." <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that Bray. La- I, or I, the one funny bit was Bray laughing in Kane's face. Yeah, as that they was walked funny. away. That was neat. But but once Kane was there, I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah he's, he's gonna great. he's gonna great. I mean, it was just one better than having Triple H there. Like if Triple H had come out, then you could definitely go like, "Ugh, God." But yeah, Kane, it, it was just such bullshit. But so we're that, thinking... Uh, the fix was in at that point. Yeah, but we're thinking, I mean, this will have been outed by the time the mm-hmm. episode posts, but... Whether uh, one or the other, yeah. Uh, that that Raw tomorrow, well, this the Raw yeah. after Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber is one, has Hogan in it, two, presumably some other famous people will show up to kick off the network, but then mm-hmm. also maybe someone like Hogan has some sort of officiator power for WrestleMania and maybe goes, that that end was BS. Mm -hmm. It's now a three-way match. In my mind, Daniel Bryan won that match, brother. (laughs) I think he should be in the WrestleMania meeting. And you know Hogan's going (laughs) to want to like, hey, this guy's popular. I want to be the guy to say the popular guy is cool. Daniel Bryan's one of my biggest Hulkamaniacs. (laughs) Even though Daniel Bryan is totally of the vanilla midgets that he made. He's exactly... (laughs) This was a quick WCW history lesson, yeah. and Hogan <laughs> Hogan was dominating, like basically running WCW just thanks to his creative control card. Yes, he called. Uh, he was like, "There's guys on my level, and then there's the Vanilla Midgets. The Vanilla Midgets <laughs> were guys who were just under six feet tall, who he said had no personality, and internet nerds like him because they can they can have great matches, but nobody else cares, and that was." Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, and, uh, and uh, Rey Mysterio. And, and, and Dean Malenko was pretty good. Yeah. I love Dean Malenko, but he's also he's 5'7", I think. Like, wow, he's, really? He's really short. I remember thinking Perry Saturn was pretty good, too. <laughs> yeah, no, those guys were all great. But Turns out they were all vanilla midgets. <laughs> as, that's what Hogan and Nash, Nash still used that term like mm. in an interview like three years ago. Like, How dare he? Well, if anybody's like Chris justified. Jericho as well. Yeah. He called Chris Jericho. I love Jericho, well. but that definitely doesn't apply to him because he's got. He actually does have like on mic, and well, like, he is so but good. He wouldn't have even if if this was Hogan's day, he right. wouldn't have even gotten the chance to get the audience's favor. Like Hogan would have just been like. What are you even doing? But he kind of rose to prominence through WCW in that era. Like when I was watching, Jericho like oh, Jericho, really stood no, out. He had to leave. He had to leave and go to WWF to mm. get anything. Like, uh, well, I think maybe just because we all liked him. Yeah, 
that we really rooted for him. But no, yeah. I loved him, but he wasn't going to go anywhere. No, uh, that's probably true. It yeah. was sadly the first clever use of the Y two pun that I remember seeing. <laughs> yeah. It was Y two J. Like that's so fucking cool. So it would be funny. Like Hogan would definitely latch in himself to the most popular person. Be like, always believed in you, brother. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, dude, the Hogan <laughs> I know. The Hogan I know would not ever support Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like he'd, he'd be the first person to say he's too small. Yeah. Like, so you're saying the Orange Goblin versus the Vanilla Midget? Exactly. <laughs> I would rather be a Vanilla Midget than an Orange Goblin. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was such a BS ending, especially that weird twist of it cutting out and then coming back on with yeah. Randy Orton as champ. Really. Uh, weird some choice, weird promotion by WWE to get their network off the ground. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what I call it the Mr. Show Pally sketch. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'll no, a gun! What. You killed him. <laughs> what? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It just because <laughs> that's the third time that's happened in. Yeah. I don't one, know. One, one time it was DNA. I know, but I'm still like I as the de facto host of these little events. Like yeah. it it, effect, it bothers me on a personal level yeah. that I I I've cut out. Th- I have cut out <laughs> three of the endings to pay per views. <laughs> Sorry. The pigs in a blanket were not that good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Super Bowl Chris, sandwiches Chris sucked. brought some great wings. He, yeah. 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 You hosted a great party, darling. Thanks. You got some barbecue <laughs> sauce in your face, sweetie. Let me lick that off for you. <laughs> but good pay-per-view. It was. And, it was. Uh, no, it really was. That, for, the Wyatt match yeah. in, the, in the main event was fucking great. But could you... Uh, I, was, this is an explicit show. I realize that's yeah, personal. Yeah. Okay. It uh, was so weird that they ended with shots, though, of a disappointed crowd. They're like... Yeah. yeah, every the most disappointed faces we could find. Show them. Oh, wait, wait. That's I did want to talk about that for a second. Like deliberately playing into to healing you over the Daniel Bryan situation. Yeah, that seems to be the part that says to me that like it's, they're going to reverse it on Raw because yeah, yeah there's an official lead up to zoom in on everybody. Like, oh yeah, everybody to recognize the audience to reaction find the crying of, women to find the women in the crowd mm-hmm. alone is not an easy feat. And they've been watching Total Divas. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. Into, uh, I was saying that earlier, Chris, that I think mm. he's getting a lot of uh, female fan base now because he comes off as very as a very sensitive and good boyfriend on the Total Divas show. Does he really? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, because he's like... The, the, the storyline Div- on Total Divas is that like Brie is a former party girl who's trying to settle down. Mm-hmm. But uh, that the da- uh, Daniel Bryan is, is... He's always been straight edge. He never drinks. And so he's yeah. trying to... Trying to set her straight. I like it. Yeah, this is the final time that we will ever, or Chris rather, hmm. will spend sixty dollars on a WWE pay per view. Yeah, let's hope not. I, yeah. I always exaggerate. It was forty four ninety nine. Yeah. So technically, next, starting next month, it, or starting in April rather, it's ten bucks for basically per month. But yeah, we'll be back with a, a second half segment talking about those all those pay per views that we spent all that money on. Welcome to the Cheap Podcast break. Hot tag. Hot yes. tag. Uh, Henry is trapped inside his chamber, uh, <laughs> but the three of us just watched Raw. The, Reviewing Wii U games. The post-EC Raw. Mm-hmm. 
We, it's th- the first three-hour Raw I've watched in my life. Yeah, first time we've ever yeah. watched a commercial interrupted uh, oh, three-hour event. Jesus, it was it was tough. Yeah, but it was bookended by cool stuff. So, oh, yeah. So therefore, we like it. Yeah. It was like Hogan coming literally back was, bookended by yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, Hogan was fun. The Biggie Cesaro match was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there was something in there. Uh, what's her name? The the diva. The, it's not Night Summer Ray, but the other one. I actually uh, like Emma. I like Emma. her. She's, yeah. she's fun. Uh, to be a goofy, a goofy female, goofy yeah. hot female character, yeah. isn't he? And she and has then, a cool submission. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is actually really, really cool. Neat. Looked yeah. like it hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was a little underwhelmed by the Roman Reigns Bray Wyatt yeah. match. It really did suggest that maybe they're not quite ready. That their teammate, that their teammates really accentuate their strengths. Yes, like maybe that that's is, still what's going on. But or maybe true. they're just tired. You know, they did wrestle last night. So mm. yeah, I mean. Jeez, they they only put twenty five uh, minutes of like the best match of the year in last night. Oh, I know. The fact that, that they mm. underwhelmed tonight. Just I know that's the thing is last night. Yeah, it was that is one of the greatest matches I've seen. Yes, why should their free matches yeah. be better than the ones? What have they done for me lately? For? Exactly. Yeah, tonight. I mean, exactly. they let me down. But then but, I was excited because yeah. uh, the whole reason I wanted to watch tonight was because I've never actually watched Undertaker like come back, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really cool. Getting yeah. uh, and you knew as soon as you realized the listeners coming out at the end. Uh, to give a speech. To give a speech, and then yeah. he's interrupted. So he never talks. Then. Stabbed in the hand. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. I'm not belly aching about it. I mm-hmm. like it. Um, and yeah, let me just get a few plugs in before the break concludes. Please rate and review Cheap Podcast on iTunes. Five star reviews always helps. Leave comments underneath the episodes. Also helps me get through the editing process. I apologize for this one being a little bit late. Also, you can donate to Laser Time. There's a link on the left-hand side. Also on the left-hand side of the page is the Laser Time store where you can buy a T-shirt featuring Cheap Popcast or any of the other Laser Time network shows. Tons of places on the page where you can click on Amazon links and buy anything through Amazon, uh, including a book that I worked on with... Uh, Game Informer's Dan Reichert called Former Baseball Players Suck at Crowdfunding. It's a very weird book. I definitely recommend it. And last but not least, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Hood Slam. Um, it's a wrestling organization based out of Oakland. Uh, both Mike Grimm and I went to go see it at the beginning of February, and it was a blast. I totally recommend, if you live in the Bay Area, that you check this out. It is amazing. It's uh, almost the complete opposite of the WWE. It's in a kind of music club in Oakland, and it's uh, very attitude-laden, but in a very good way. Uh, I will definitely be back at the first Friday in March, and I hope that some of you are too, if you're in the Bay Area. Anywho, let's get back to the rest of the show. Now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Are we recording? We are? Yeah. Uh, so you might recognize this song from a future laser time or past. Uh, oh, yes. 
Accidentally cued? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a... Man, if you guys know your trivia, post in the comments if you get that yeah. reference. Uh, much, <laughs> much later on. Later on, later on. In a laser time, in a laser time to be named. <laughs> the laser time super fans can mm-hmm. uh, someday just plot out what the recording order of every yeah. show was <laughs> yep. based on stuff like this. Uh, so that was chosen by Dano, who... Uh, Paul Dano? Was a, yeah, a co- co-winner of the last month's uh, predictions thread. So yeah, Paul Dano... Uh, nice. Took time out of his filming schedule for whatever. Movie. I loved him in Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. Totally outshined all the black <laughs> people. Uh, but yeah, um, this being the final full price pay per view yeah. for most, I think they'll still be well, airing. I think people who had more of a curiosity in listening to us, like there won't be a thing now. Like you'll just you'll probably end up watching every pay per view that we do now. Well, the, the, I think the hope is that they'll want to hear our thoughts even more because they'll oh. have been watching it with us. It's true. There'll mm-hmm. be more of a reason to yeah. listen mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. You, can exactly. go, you can go like, me too. I also thought those things. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so given the 30 years of uh, wrestling pay-per-views, uh, I thought something wow. that we could do for this second half is just talk about personal pay-per-view memories. We've had over a year of mm-hmm. watching pay-per-views together. Henry, I think you and I have probably watched a ton. We watched our fair share. Well, Fred, I bet there's probably WCW pay per view or two in there that that you oh, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, you know, my parents wouldn't. I begged, begged, and pleaded to get to watch pay per views in my first round of loving pro wrestling as a kid, and they would not do it. Even like yeah. I, I must have begged so hard to get to watch WrestleMania six. Just the promise of Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, like it blew my mind as a kid. Yeah. I was like, I have to see who who of my favorite guys is the is the strongest. I must know. <laughs> well, my parents would not do it. Like uh-huh. it was they, they, I think I think they were like afraid of the technology of it, and then, and then also just not wanting to spend the money. And so the the first pay per view, I, I was I I loved the free pay per view level shows WCW did at the time called oh, Clash, Clash of, of the Champions. Champions. Those were great to watch. Are they cheaper. I mean, they were free. free. They showed on. Mm. Uh, they aired on TBS. Oh. like against uh, WWF pay per view. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And so they they were hmm. pay per view level shows that were free on TBS. Wow! Uh, but I didn't see pay per views until uh, I think the first one actually was like two shows before Halloween Havoc. On uh, it was the one after Bash of the Beach at uh, War Games. It was War Games. Okay. War Games ninety eight. WCW War Games '98 was the first one I watched because mm. the definitely the Goldberg hype was getting me in, and I was playing the shit out of the WCW game for N64. That was so awesome, <laughs> the hockey mm, ones. Mm, mm. And so then we watched the uh, the War Games of that year. Oh, and also the Warrior had just come back, which very much excited me. Well, this is right when I was starting to check out. See, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it's not uh, timing for both of us. Yeah. yeah, but I've been watching the shows for months, but then. Yeah. This one just sounded so awesome. It was like the Warriors. It's his first time back for the Warrior. I gotta see this, and that's when I got to see the amazing like opening match of Billy Kidman and and some other cruiserweight. Uh, and La Parka. then Disco Inferno. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that wasn't a good match then. But it also I, I believe like Disco Inferno. Yeah. I believe it had uh, Saturn versus Raven. Oh, that sounds about right. Oh wait, maybe I'm looking at the wrong one. Is Whoops. this? It was the pay per view before. Oh, before Hogan Warrior. Yeah. The, oh, okay. Not not Halloween Havoc, the one before Halloween Havoc. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, World Saturn 
versus Raven. Saturn versus Raven, which That's... was a blow off to the Saturn Raven feud. It was an amazing match. Like it ended with Saturn doing the Saturn driver through a table nice. on on Raven and pitting him. It was a great without, with or without the ram cart. <laughs> Uh, but I'm yeah, it was, it was it was a fun <laughs> match, and I got to watch it with my friends. And I oh, that's just, his finisher. I'm sorry, the ram cart. I mm. just told uh, I told <laughs> because the Saturn has a ram slot expansion. Whoa, oh. there I'm back. I'm back. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, first Street Fighter man. Yeah, right there. Right. I there. just told my mom like, fine, just don't give me an allowance for a month, and then we'll just watch this. And mm. me and my friends came over and watched it. We taped it off uh, pay on the off the pay per view as well. So it was a good times. So um, a year yeah. before that. Uh, I, I've told the story, so I'll abridge it. But like, I wasn't really paying any attention to wrestling. I was into it as a little kid, and you know, played the NES games and stuff, and Super NES games. Vaguely aware of wrestling, whatever. Uh, it was Starcade '97 that like, uh, which is is referred to often as like where things start to go off the rails and, yeah. and start to go wrong. But yeah. as someone who had never who came into it, and that was the first thing I saw mm. was. Uh, like there's all this build up about this guy looks like the crow and <laughs> did you know Hulk Hogan's a bad guy and did you know and it goes through all this stuff and then the rest of the matches I remember being pretty decent like yeah. Dean Malenko was in there uh, I don't remember who he yeah. wrestled but like DDP had a good match like there, was, there were also some very not good matches I, all I just remember was like it was the first time like there was a, a room full of like 20 30 people yeah. wow and like everyone went over to this one friend's house and just all of us, maybe like 15, 20, I, I don't know the number. It was a lot of people yeah. mm-hmm. and all watching this thing on a big screen TV and I was just like, holy shit, this is really cool. And then it ends with Hogan winning against Sting in a very... Well, Sting, he won against Hogan, but they threw out the decision the next night. Oh, okay. That's Hogan beat Sting first yeah. and then they threw out the decision then and restarted it and then Sting won. And then oh, the okay. next night they said that didn't happen. I yeah. see. I just remember like the hype of the night being very mm-hmm. big and cool, and then that started me watching Nitro every Monday, three hours of fucking wrestling every <laughs> Monday night, playing Symphony of the Night, and then watching three hours of wrestling, <laughs> and then being so into it, and then I didn't watch another pay-per-view until uh, uh, the Carl, that was an actual hiccup, not a, not a revulsion, <laughs> but the Carl Malone, Dennis Rodman thing, <laughs> and that was terrible, Yeah, and then we watched the Jay Leno uh, Hog wi- road wild road wild thing and that was awful yeah. and then i didn't watch one again and then halloween havoc was setting up and it was like oh ultimate warrior's back okay i remember him that's kind of neat and then he made the one warrior nation and it's like so now we have nwo and wo Wolfpack. we have the lwo we have own this is this is nuts and then chucky talked to scott to rick steiner <laughs> And I was just like, I can't do this. I'm over. And then I never heard about what happened at that Halloween Havoc. So I want to watch it now just because that's where I left. Pretty bad. And that sounds so amazing to me. And then I didn't watch wrestling again until like maybe once a year. I'd watch, try to watch Raw and I just could not get into it. Mm-hmm. And then now it just sucks because looking back, I look back at all these, you know, I watch the Stone Cold documentary, reading all these mm-hmm. books and stuff. And I'm just like, God damn it. It seems like I chucked out right when that yeah. started to get really interesting. Yeah. It was that thing of like, you have to pick a side. I picked the side. The side I picked shit the bed. <laughs> the the oh. answer there isn't go to the other one. It's well, I'm, I'm done. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. You can't just watch a different soap opera. Yeah, I'm just, just yeah. done I'm with the like, I'm gonna go. I'm, kiss. A gui- I'm a guiding light man now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I I dropped off. Uh, I forget what was, what was the last WCW pay per view I watched, but. There were just about five in a row that were just awful. And yeah. I said, this is costing me money. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I didn't watch any pay-per-views for a while until I was uh, 
a friend uh, a friend of mine I, we were at his his uh, sister's house and and her husband was a cable guy so he just had every pay-per-view uh, so event free so you decided to steal cable <laughs> exactly and so when uh, when we were there he had on we were just hanging out of their house and wrestlemania was on and uh, uh, wow i think because the um the my friend's brother-in-law his 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 younger brother i i think he was slightly handicapped but he he's a big wrestling fan so we just wa- we watched it. wrestlemania was John on i was like to give him a shirt <laughs> so and he was a he was a really cool guy too but anyway so wrestlemania is on and it was 18 which was hogan rock and i see the hogan rock match and i'm like boy that's weird but i bet hogan will just have a terrible match no one will like it and then as i'm watching i'm like this is one of the most important matches of all time <laughs> like technically speaking it's not a good match mm-hmm. it's a oh, what good it's yeah. a good match but definitely not great huh. But the audience is insane. It is one of like the most sustained, like hottest wow. audiences ever. And I think it's because like Canada loves Hogan. Hogan was the bad guy. He was mm-hmm. fully NWO Hogan. But the Toronto crowd would not have that. They're like, nope, Hogan is the good guy here. You're the bad guy, Rock. And whether this was their plan going in or they changed it at the very last minute, Hogan turns at the end of that match breaks up with the NWO and becomes good Hogan again and has like his last real run as champ in WWE. He is that popular. And it was just insane to see. And then then I kept watching to see Chris Jericho and Triple H and nobody cared because (laughs) they were so just dead after the Hogan match. Wow. Such a good... And then I don't know what made us come back. Like, because what made us watch Rumble last year? Was it because Cheap Popcast was starting? And you were like, let's all watch... I think we it was one or two pay-per-views before that. Yeah. And we just decided, well, it's probably best if we just talk about the pay-per-view we just saw. It's like... Yeah, an easy I way it was to a good idea. Yeah, yeah, Whatever it was, I was not sure about it, and and no, that, that's the pay per view to start with. Yeah, because like that totally like, got me back in in the modern day is mm-hmm. like Royal Rumble 2013, which mm-hmm. like Did you at, see how I tra- treated this today. Like I bought the pay per view yeah. like early in the day, vacuumed my floors, <laughs> cleaned up the place, I yeah. tried to clean up the place, ordered food. Like mm-hmm. I would not. I, I don't. Yeah, I hope the <laughs> WWE. Hope having the WWE network doesn't affect you guys uh, wanting to come over here. I bet. Henry will be the first one to drop mm. in that sense. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I have no interest in watching these live things alone. Yeah, exactly. Like, at yeah, all. that's true. There's some. There's a beauty to watching live this kind of live stuff. Like, I'll definitely veg out and watch a bunch of old matches or documentaries mm. or shit. But like mm-hmm. anything that's new, and also I, yeah. I don't know. I would kind of rather watch like if guys want to come over and watch Bash at the Beach. Like, yeah. like yeah. that just <laughs> sounds kind of fun. Oh, do you? Do we know what that network show is? The the like Monday Night Wars oh, thing yeah, yeah. that's happening. Are they just going week by week or something? I don't know how they're going to do that. God, that, that would no. be we'll insane. find out. Yeah, I do want to watch that because man, what a what a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was pretty telling. Like the final one of the final sad acts was us uh, hanging out at your place, Brett. We were looking. <laughs> We were desperately searching YouTube for the Carl Malone match and the Jay Leno match, and we couldn't find it. So we had to settle for the Will Sasso versus Bret Hart match, <laughs> which ends uh, which with which ends with uh, what's your face, Deborah Wilson, I yes, think, yes. turning on him. And I'm like, I don't know how they resolve that, and I kind of don't. Care. I uh, believe it. No, I believe it. Gilbert got, for the steal. It was resolved by Owen Hart dying. Had, yes, because he was flying to. I remember reading the story that he was flying to L.A. 
to should do the next part of the Mad TV angle. Oh man! And then Eric Bischoff met him there. He's like, "Your brother has died. You can just go <laughs> go home or do whatever you want. I'm yeah. I'm sorry." And so catches. We can only do it once. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we're we're known for playing clips, and I've. I actually had a hard time finding specific pay-per-view memories, mm. but uh, since you brought say, that I'm one up... I'm only saying mine, uh, an amalgamation of Brett and oh, Henry's... Was, uh, oh, there it is. ...set to make an entrance from the ceiling, oh, God. Oh. and uh, he fell from the ceiling. Fuck. And I have the unfortunate responsibility... Let everyone know that Owen Hart has died. Yeah. They did that on the pay-per-view. Because they didn't end the show. Here tonight. And that pay-per-view will be on the WWE Network. Edited. Owen stuff won't be in it. Has it, yeah. has it not been available? It's Ever never. Since? Yeah, it's never been on put out on DVD or videotape or anything. That's where I first saw my pay-per-views. And yeah. I didn't know which one was which. And it wasn't really a matter of... If you remember going into a video store, like these guys have the UFC and they have eight of them. Mm. Yeah, four's there. I haven't <laughs> seen four. Yeah, I haven't seen four. We haven't seen two or three either. And we just would watch them out of order. And the first one, like my buddy had a cable box that was just oh wait you that know, was completely unlocked. And that's how we uh, the Rock Triple H uh, Iron Man Tough Man match yeah, sixty yeah. minutes when a bunch of people came over and then like we kind of took them for granted after that because we'd be playing Counter Strike downstairs and and MVC uh, two and just on that channel the pay-per-views would run Mm -hmm. constantly so it would just be on for hours Mm -hmm. you know i remember that Mm -hmm. now actually i think we talked about this before Mm -hmm. but i forgot this part that i so that happened in may 99 Mm -hmm. the same i believe it was even the same week that the phantom menace came out in in 99 and i recall this because what a fucking week so we got graduated high school (laughs) well because my uncle died like like out of out of nowhere, like just a surprise, like I got, like we got a call that uh, my uncle had died, and so was your uncle Owen Hart? We, <laughs> well, no, so he did like, fall from a ceiling. So it happened in the middle of the week. Then, like on Friday, we drove out to Arkansas, and in the day between, we're like, well, we're still good. We plan to see Star Wars. Well, Let's go see Star Jesus Wars. So Christ, that's right. kind of hanging over it. And then while we were in Arkansas, I remember on the Sunday night while we were there, I'm like. I wonder if at this hotel I can like get the wavy cable stuff. Oh yeah. And in there was like I swear I was on there when he was talking about Owen Hart dying. I'm uh, like, Owen Hart, what? And see, I didn't have a phone with the internet all the time, yeah, so had, I could where would find you have gotten the information otherwise. Yeah. Well, I came on the news later that mm. night, and then oh, when I came back, when we went over to my aunt's place, you know, I was grieving anyway. We're just trying to talk about anything else. We we talk about this and. We bring up like, wow, yeah, that wrestler died. It's crazy. And then she said like, well, yeah, the my my cousins also watched. And he said like, well, yeah, and I heard The Rock like broke his arm recently. And Billy and I was like, no, I, <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell her of like, no, that was the gimmick match of the show that it was a, yeah. it was a it was a cast arm match and he didn't really break his arm. This Owen Hart actually died. The idea of having a wrestling conversation with your family that was so foreign to me. <laughs> 1999, yeah. wrestling was hotter than ever. It really was. I but. actually I, mean, I went to work the next day at Adventureland and uh, <laughs> I had a coworker we were talking about the event and he said Man, what a terrible night. Owen Hart died and Stone Cold lost the, the belt. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't. I, In I, that I, order. Yeah. <laughs> Though, I, you know, me, uh, it was helpful that I could play 
my cousins were so into the Aki wrestling games that we were able to pull, we were able to play WCW NWO as a way to ignore the grief all yeah. surrounding us. It was nice, it was some it was some comfort. And then to go see episode one on top of all of it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like like not even in a facetious way, Your but like wow, my childhood escapism is just over. being destroyed. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'll close out with the my most uh uh memorable uh pay-per-view watching uh moment which was the very first one that i remember ordering Mm -hmm. and it was like uh it was wrestlemania 10 uh and i it was close enough to well it was like a month away from my birthday but Mm -hmm. i was like mom let me can i have a bunch of friends over and we'll watch wrestlemania (sighs) and that'll be it and it was a really good one because, I mean, it had Owen Hart beating Bret Hart. It had the ladder match. One of the best opening matches of all time. Yeah. That one. And the Bre- ladder match. Wow. Yeah, that is a great. That is one of the best WrestleManias ever. Yeah. I mean, there is like a lot of shit in the middle. Like now that I look at it, like <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow versus Doink. Uh, <laughs> Men Russian on the Mi- Macho Man, I believe, right? Yep. Uh, Earthquake versus Adam Bomb. But uh, I, there were two things that like just yeah, stood out. And it was Mr. Perfect coming back. To be the guest referee for Lex Luger versus Yokozuna, and I loved uh, Mr. Perfect. He's like always been my favorite wrestler of all time. And like just me being in this room, my friends, I'm like, Mr. Perfect's back, you guys. And the fact, <laughs> so like he starts out the match as a face, but he disqualifies Lex Luger at the end and does a heel turn. And I'm like, I'm almost having to apologize to all my friends. I'm like, I'm sorry, my favorite wrestler just cost <laughs> Lex, Lex Luger the title. But then Bret Hart won at the end. Yeah, and that was, was a good. really interesting mania just as a story because at the royal rumble that year lex and brett were eliminated basically at the same time and so the way they they dealt with it was like yokozuna will defend his title twice that night Mm -hmm. but they to make it fair brett will wrestle in a match first then luger will face yokozuna second and the winner of that will face Brett at the end of the show. So yeah. e- whoever was in, the two people in the main event will have wrestled already that night, just to make it fair. But it was it was a really, and then it ended, it was basically ended with an apology from Vince of like, hey, I'm sorry I let Hogan beat, <laughs> Hogan take your glory at WrestleMania 9. Here, yeah. you're definitely number one at WrestleMania 10. Our next standard episode will be for WrestleMania 30, the mm. 20-year anniversary of my first wrestling uh, pay-per-view that I watched, not on tape. Wow. Uh, and the 10th keep... anniversary of the very memorable WrestleMania 20, which, boy, you know, I like to... Some, I watched it recently <laughs> to try to just pretend like nothing ever happened. The world doesn't exist after eight, May of 2007. <laughs> nothing happened after that. And what was 20? 20 is the one that uh, my favorite wrestlers around, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit, were both champions at oh, the end. Oh, yeah. Both validated and elevated yeah. at the top. Yeah. And, the end, and the show ends with the two real-life best friends crying in the, wi- in the ring together as confetti falls down, both achieving their dreams. It's one of the most beautiful... Wrestling moments of all time. But well, we were it? it not for? Is it? Like it still is, Hank. Still is. Yep. Yeah. Why did it go? This is the second most important time he's ever used the crossface. 
Yeah, like is he underwater? <laughs> at the end of a four, it's the, at the yeah. end of a four-hour pay-per-view, and he's been shouting all night. Right, like yeah. uh, it's such a great. Is ending. there any hope that thirty will be in the same echelon as ten and twenty? Uh, I mean, if they're if it if is they their, somehow get Daniel Bryan in the main event and like have that be the happy ending, that's the only that's I think the only way. Yeah, unless they want. That's why I'm pretty sure they'll just change it the end. They'll they're going to change it in Raw because. They can't have WrestleMania 30 end with the entire crowd booing as yeah. as Batista celebrates in the ring. You just <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. that would, but it is the start of a new era. Like it is like the wow. pay per view era is yeah. over. Like yeah. it is. This is. I mean, that is the hyperbolic speech that WWE uses all the time for everything. But like, this is true. It is the new era. Like, I mean, there is a unified champion. Pay-per-views are done. Mm-hmm. Like, as the this old d- this system. This could bring in millions of people who aren't currently watching yeah. mm-hmm. right now, and they could start watching modern wrestling. It's a new way of selling the is- wrestling. And also, <laughs> like, at the moment, WWE is negotiating with other channels. Like, mm-hmm. their stuff might go on other channels soon. Yeah. Like, you never know. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's all pretty crazy. An exciting time. So yes. 30 will be a bellwether of the, of the Love that word. future. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll be back for that. Maybe we'll have something uh, going on during March. We haven't quite ironed that out yet. Uh, but yet to close out this episode, as we usually do, uh, we will play uh, a song that was chosen by the winner of our prediction contest. Before that, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you guys all uh, plug your shows? Pleasure time, baby. Should have an Oscar show up right about now. We talk about our Oscar picks. You'll never guess what mine is. <laughs> Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast. We talk about comic books. Listen. Uh, VG Empire video game music and I know if you're a Botchamania fan you should listen to the show because half of the stuff in the shows is stuff I love and talk about so uh, most recent episode was what did we do? 64? Legend of the Mystical Ninja oh. and then around when this episode posts we have just done actually oh. an N64 for the 64th oh, nice. episode with Blast Core and Jet Force Gemini and Buck Bumble no Buck Bumble, Buck uh, Buck Bumble. snubbed again <laughs> snubbed again Buck Bumble <laughs> Also, video game, video game apocalypse. Yes. The VGAs, yes, the real VGAs, the real VGAs. All right, so yes, playing us out, chosen by Thomas Panditch, and uh, this is the theme of a wrestler from Dragon's Gate uh, named Uaha Nation, and the song is called uh, Dishingus Khan. It's something, some slice of weird seventies uh, music. So enjoy. Wow, the strings, man. <laughs> like I'm in a car chase. This is pretty great. Yeah, I highly recommend looking up the YouTube video. It's like YMCA or like uh, 